Blog Talk Radio. is the revolution. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me get my live back started because it ended because of copyright. So, um, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to be on the air. 
And even though this is a very, very, very heavy, heavy topic, um, you know, it, it's still, um, wait, sorry, N-A-R-C-I-S-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-
is self-absorbed people and narcissism. Some people are just selfish. Some people are just self-absorbed. Some people are just self-centered. It's all about them. And it still does not quite qualify them to be narcissists. The narcissism part of it comes with the need to belittle and to demean and to do all right. Like you can be self-absorbed and still be kind. You can be selfish and you can be a narcissist and still be kind. Like the reality is that too, right? Like I want to make sure that we understand. So as we're going through everything tonight, please, 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 whoever you may think you have encountered that's a narcissist and who, or it, or it might be you. Right, or it might be you. Please listen deeply and and find um, and be rooted in it because by statistics, right? By statistics and by research, it is thought that narcissism is actually rarer than people are tossing it around right now. Now, there's some counter arguments to that. Is well. What narcissism do you what narcissist do you know is just gonna volunteer and say, Oh, I'm a narcissist and come and let me do research you can do research on me and you can study me, right? Because most of them are not uh, they're not going to admit that they're this ugly narcissist. So so it's it's a debate going back and forth. But let's go into some definitions. So the first thing is that let's define exactly what narcissi- narcissistic personality disorder is. By definition, medical definition, it is a people who, it's defined as people who have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive, excessive, make sure you remember that, excessive attention and, and, um, and excessive admiration. They have troubled relationships and they lack empathy for others. Now, the, the descriptive word here that I want us to make sure that we're paying attention to is inflated sense of self-importance, the deep need for excessive attention and excessive admiration, troubled relationships, and a lack of empathy for others. All of these things, I, personally, I would probably add two or three more descriptive words when saying um, sense of importance, I would say inflated and arrogant, right? Like I would add a few more to ensure that folks really understand how deeply rooted and embedded um, narcissism is because the issue is that all of us, narcissistic traits, and and I, I don't like to use the word narcissistic traits because these are actually survival mechanisms, right? Like, you absolutely should feel like you're valuable. You absolutely should um, know that you're important. Um, there's nothing wrong with getting attention and being admired, right? And you're going to have a little bit of trouble in within your relationship. And sometimes you do might come across as selfish and, and like you don't have empathy because you are prioritizing yourself, right? So all of those things, when done in someone who isn't leading their life in this way and this isn't the 90 percent pile of their of how they engage with others then that is what humans do right so there's a difference between the actual disorder and having narcissistic traits 
everyone has narcissistic traits because there is a need to survive, right? At the end of the day, you need to survive. So you do need to, if you're an entrepreneur, there are moments where you absolutely have to be the one. You are grand in your head because you're following your dream, you're creating the dream, you see where you're going to go, and you're getting there, right? If you're an athlete, if you are, if you do any type of training, if you do any type of disciplined work, there is this need for you to have this grand idea of who you are and why you are in the position that you're in to be able to, to, to get that, right? There's a natural humanistic need to feel important, to feel valued, to feel loved, to feel wanted, to feel admired. That's a natural human thing. But when it's excessive, that is where it becomes a problem. Troubled relationships. You will be, a part of being in a relationship is that you're going to have trouble. You shouldn't be engaged in all of your relationships or troubled stuff, right? And when all of your relationships are troubled, one, you got to look at yourself. <laughs> Two, if it's, if it's in a company with the inflated sense of self-worth, the deep need for affection and attention and admiration, and the lack of empathy, that's how you know it's on the narcissistic personality disorder scale. And that's how you know it's becoming an issue, right? So your narcissistic, humanistic survival traits are natural, right? And this is why it gets so hard and it's so blurry to trust when narcissism is showing up in your life or within someone that you love because you're like, you, you almost feel bad for for, for them making you feel bad because they feel good about themselves. Because you know that deep down there is a, a, a natural need for understanding that you should feel valued and you should, you should feel important. And so um, I want us to really, really, really understand that those are two separate things. The, the narcissistic personality disorder versus narcissistic traits are two different things. And when you have traits, Right when you have traits, um, and it's and it's out of it's with an end result. That means that's that's that natural cycle. Um, I'm training for a marathon, so I have to be grandioso to say that I'm going to get to the end, the finish line in a certain amount of time. I have to think all of these things. Right, I have to do these things to get to the end result. When those personality traits become um, they outweigh empathy, they outweigh understanding, they out- outweigh effective communication, they outweigh productivity. When that becomes the, the mode of, <laughs> that you are operating in, that's when it becomes dangerous. That's when it becomes, all right, this is an issue we should not be dealing with, and this is, um, this is not safe, this is, this is not healthy, and this isn't what you should be doing. So some of the traits that you can, that um, when we're talking about, so again, I, I, you're going to hear me referring to healthy narcissism because that's actually a type of, of narcissism. Um, you're going to hear me referring to healthy narciss- narcissism to, to remind you that this is a spectrum, right? Like this is a, this is a spectrum just as um, autism is. Right, like there's the healthy, then it goes here, then it goes there, then it goes dangerous, and it goes completely and totally toxic. Right, so there's a there's a um, 
scale that should be measuring um, narcissism and how how we get there. Uh, I am going to discuss the generalizations of what narcissism is and the traits and all of those things before we get into how it affects us as black folks, because um, those are, we got to have an understanding of how the healthcare system is just despairing. That's period. Um, So some of the, the traits of narcissistic personality disorder is that you um, feel superior. Folks will feel superior. They're entitled, arrogant, they feel like they they are um, <laughs> God's favorite or God's gift to the world, right? Like they they feel like they are ultra favored over the rest of humanity, and so um, and it can be and, and all of us should, right? Again, I'm, again, you know you're, you're scaling this, right? So uh, that, that superiority where it begins to demean others, that's where it becomes dangerous. There's an exaggerated need for attention and admiration. We've talked about that. There's a lack of responsibility, blaming and and deflecting all the time. There's no accountability. There is always a way to scave out of being held accountable, to scave out of saying, like, yeah, I did this, this is wrong, or I created this energy, I created this environment, I created this this, um, exchange, right? There's always a blaming of you or a blaming of others and and deflecting their own accountability. There's an extreme lack of boundaries where they feel like they can overpower, overrule, and be completely boundless with you. And whenever they feel like it, they'll put up a boundary to you. So it becomes very confusing because we're we're human beings and we, we naturally want reciprocity, right? And so in the reciprocity, as we're trying to get reciprocity, when someone is showing up and they are expecting you to be boundless, but then they give you boundaries, that becomes violent, emotional violence. Uh, they completely and totally lack empathy. Uh, how anyone else is, is feeling means absolutely nothing when it comes to their their need for their emotional rationality, which goes into their next to the next um, trait, which is emotional reasoning and rationale. There is no logic, right? There is no logic because if it can just be a feeling, just a feeling. The reason why that's dangerous is that your feelings change. Your feelings change, and so as your feelings are changing, every single time your feelings change. You completely and totally go in a different direction. Narcissists will do this, and it causes confusion. It causes um, gaslighting. You said something. No, I didn't say it. I said this. And and you are really, really creating this story in your head that trying to make sense out of something that makes no sense at all. Um, splitting, Splitting up whatever. So all of the good is on them. All of the bad is on you. You are the reason why everything is failing. They are the reason why every, everything is succeeding. Um, they're not good leaders. When a, a good leader will share the credit when everything is going good, take the credit when everything is going bad. Narcissists are the opposite. <laughs> okay, They are going to blame everybody when it's bad, take all of the credit when everything is good. And so um, that is 
that is definitely a dangerous thing, um, and, and it's always someone else's fault. Fear, they operate in fear, and they invoke fear in others. They rather have people be fearful of them than to love them, and then they invoke fear within you, and you can see where they are grossly fearful. They are fearful of being judged. They are fearful of their mask coming off. They are fearful of uh, somebody, of the illusion that they have created to others and the reality being unveiled. Um, they, they are fearful in everything that they do. They fear you leaving them. They fear you um, are cheating on them. They fear you're talking about them. They fear everything. They, and then because they operate in this fear, they also create an illusion where they think that everybody's life revolves around them. They think that any action that is done, that, that is done uh, by other people, it's because they are the root cause of it. And it is an illusion. Um, anxiety and prolonged anxiety. Now, I'm not talking about your natural anxiety. I'm nervous because of this, or I have anxiety disorder, maybe even too, right? I'm talking about, like, just that fear. It's rooted in that fear because that's also a- another thing um, with them is that they are grossly insecure. So, that be- so a combination of fear, a combination of insecurity creates this, this massive anxiety and they use it to manipulate, and they use it to completely take control over situations where, and because they ration, they, they're rationing with only emotions and no logic, it creates confusion, it creates all types of stuff. And, you know, the old folks say, author is the, is the, the devil is the author of confusion. So every time there's confusion, um, they, they operate in that in that muck because they can pull from where they want to because they they are usually very 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 good manipulators um they shame everybody all right the, the narcissists will be the ones that say they are god's god's favorite but they're talking about everybody and downing everybody in order to make themselves look good in order to keep themselves on their own pedestal Right, and it, and it creates uh, such an imbalance where collaboration never really happens, partnership never really happens. You won't see them ever being in a subservient position because that's how they feel it is if they're not in complete and total control. Um, and, and it and that's not collaborative. That's not how you do share leadership at all. They have the they have an inability to be vulnerable. Now. This is very, 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 very important to understand. Sharing their story and sharing their perspective does not mean that they're vulnerable. Narcissists can share exactly what they've been through. They can share everything that they've been through, actually. And we will confuse it as thinking that that's them being vulnerable. And all actuality that is a part of the show. Being vulnerable is in the moment. How do you feel? Not what you've been through. 
And this is where folks really get confused because I, I'm telling you my story, because I'm telling you my past, because I'm telling you what someone did to me that hurt me, but I'm not letting you know that I'm extremely insecure because of it, that I'm fearful that I've created anxiety. Sometimes it was abuse, childhood abuse. I'm not telling you that I was abused when I was a child. I'm not telling you these things. And so because of that, right, they um, – they're really not vulnerable in the moment of what vulnerability really brings and, and how that transparency really, really brings. They know how to tell the story to get what they want from us and how to um, maximize the opportunity of, of us giving them empathy without them having to be empathetic to us. There's an inability to communicate. Um, teamwork is not an option. Uh, they do not know how to collaborate. Everything that they do has to be around them, and communication style is do do as I say. And and even when they don't say that outright, there is enough action. There's enough um, verbal communication, energy exchanges, um, facial expressions, intimidation. All of these things may happen, and, and uh, they're not going to communicate. They are also willing to take advantage of other people by any means necessary to get what they need to get by any means necessary. And we'll say, and sometimes, you know, sometimes real, real grandiose narcissists, they will say that they were sent to, to bring back forth some level of revenge to somebody because they've done X, Y, and Z in the past, right? So they always, always are in this space of, like, um, wanting to take advantage of, of people who they can manipulate, who um, are weaker than them, who may not have the same experience, the same education, the same um, understanding, wisdom, and knowledge, whatever, they really think that they are special. You will hear these people say, I'm just the chosen one. I'm God's favorite. Um, and I'm, I keep saying God's favorite, and I'm going to tell you all why, because when I share my story of narcissism, you'll, you'll understand why I keep saying God's favorite. Um, but there's, uh, they, they just think that they're special. They're, they're God's gift. They are just a one of everything, right? And remember, this is a spectrum. Healthy narcissism, you should feel like you're special. You should feel like all of that, right? But it shouldn't be at the expense of demeaning someone else or at the expense of taking advantage or manipulating. Um, and finally, they are envious, jealous, and they just do not trust anybody, anybody, okay, like anybody. And and it's all of these traits that I just named. I don't know how many I just named. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I just named 16 traits. Um, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure you can probably think of more and, and dive into it. But for for the sake of productivity of this show, we are going to talk about, like, how these traits completely and totally, when they are operating from the lens of I have to overpower I have to have control. I have to be um, in a higher seat than someone else. That's when it becomes problematic. That's when it's like, all right, hold on. There's there's something that's not, not healthy here, and we need to do something about it. And that's when it becomes a disorder. Now, those traits, right, like you have to have, I believe it's like 
60% of these things you are doing. And there's a, there, there are actual tests. Do I really trust those type of tests with the narcissist? Because nine times out of ten, they're going to lie and manipulate their way out of the test. Um, but, you know, you have to see you've got 60% of this within folks to actually say that it's a disorder. That doesn't mean that if there's 50, 40, 30, 20, 15% of this, that's narcissistic traits that is unhealthy. That's not what that means. Just because you may not be, you may be dealing with someone who's not actually in the spectrum where they should be diagnosed with the disorder, it doesn't mean that these traits are not toxic and these traits cannot still harm you and that they are still extremely healthy because they are. So it is not just about like only if they're diagnosed with a disorder because the traits when done enough and in the stew enough of, of exchange and relationships, it can be harmful to you. Um, so I'm going to talk about, um, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more and then we're going to take a little tiny break. Um, just, just a break, Joey. I just want, we could just talk about some shows or do something because I don't want Facebook to interrupt the um, live, but with copyright music or whatever. So narcissism is one of 10 personality disorders. Okay. I'm not about to do DSM five, six, seven, eight. I'm not about to do all of that right now, but just know that narcissistic personality disorder is an actual disorder. And it's just extremely hard to study. Like we're beginning to be able to study more. There's some great, it's actually great. Like narcissists, on social media that you can follow that actually share like what their brain is doing and why they move the way that they do. And it's pretty interesting to, to watch. Um, but then you're watching it like you're doing this to get your narcissism fed too, right? Like this is all of us are their supply because they are feeling admired. They're getting the attention. They get to talk about it. They get it right. It's still feeding into the monster so it's it's um very interesting but we're we're beginning to see more and more um, things of it the causes of narcissism people really don't know but there's a lot that's tied into um childhood trauma um abuse they learned it from early from early relationships some people say genetics i come from the school of like i don't believe that things just like I don't think that diabetes run in your family I think that the way that you live your life runs in your family and you do that but if you take hold of yourself then you could do something right but for the sake of being able to to have research because they they do say that they believe genetics is a cause um I am going to let y'all sit on all of that information, just real quick, I just need to take a swig of water. Joey's going to tell y'all what radio station you are on and to continue. And then we're going to jump right back in and we're going to get into the types of narcissism. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. Yes, yes, yes. Make sure every Sunday y'all just heard that, that you are with the the head more in charge, the HMIC. Every Sunday he is on um, 
still doing what we do, giving this knowledge and giving this information because that's what we like to do. I am Healer. I said Miriam Ali, and you are on Beautiful Evolution Radio on New Evolution Radio. I'm excited to be back on every single Tuesday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're going to get this work because we're going to heal. We're going to do this work. All right? We are talking about narcissism in the black community and why it's important for us to approach this from a cultural perspective, why it's important for us to say narcissism and the impact within the black community. We're going to talk about it um, in one second once we talk about the different types of narcissism. So you'll see many, many people, for the most part, you folks will say, it's between four and eight types of narcissism. Well, y'all know, y'all with Dr. I said, Mama I said, Healer I said. And I believe that there are 10 forms of narcissism, if not more. I'm sure that, like, with more sitting and studying, um, and again, I'm speaking from experience and from, and I'll talk about how I was introduced to narcissism after we get into this, too. Um, so there are eight types of narcissism. Y'all ready? It's eight. Eight. <laughs> All right. Some people some people will say some people will say four to eight. I again believe that there's ten. So when you look it up, it's gonna say eight. I'm going to introduce two additional ones, especially when we're talking about the black community. All right. So the first one. I've shared this. We went over this. It's the healthy narcissism. It's the narcissism that is a part of our human makeup because we need to survive. And this is what we have to do to to survive and make sure that we see our dreams coming true. We, we, we work our plan. We are successful in life, right? So the healthy narcissism and again, I don't like to use the word narcissism when we're talking about healthy narcissism because it's really just confidence. Um, but it is there is um, healthy narcissism, and it is all right to to have that level of confidence within yourself. It's when it becomes harmful to others, when it becomes problematic. All right, the second type of narcissism is grandioso. Everything is big. Everything is grand. Everything is just larger than life and it's about that person like that person is just everything has to be super 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 extra every every encounter is super super extra it's super super mean something it's super right like it's just everything is always so grand anything in excess is is out of balance and out of whack and so that's just not healthy and that can cause such an imbalance within your your um, natural equilibrium, your spiritual equilibrium, and you trying to find harmony within what it means to have big, big, big wins or big, big, big losses and just kind of being steady, right? Like it's hard to be steady with these types of people because it is everything is just such a big deal all the time. Then there's covert narcissism. These are the vulnerable, sneaky types. And they be sneaky, boy. I they sneaky. They're shy. They come in with being, like, super distressed. 
They they claim that they're hypersensitive, like hyper anything. When people are talking about like I'm hypersensitive, that means that they're imbalanced. Um, that that's not a good thing. You know what I mean? Like that's not like when, when folks, especially. And I'm gonna say this too. Well, I'll talk about what it means to be an empath because empaths who have encountered narcissists. They become unhealthy. They become unhealthy empaths. And a lot of times they will convert into being a covert narcissist because I'm so hypersensitive. I just can't. Touch. If you look at me in one way, I can't exist. Like, come on, bro. Like, that is, that is crazy. Like, and, and it's borderline, right? Empaths and narcissists balance each other because. It's, it's a thin line between the two, right? Like it's a thin line between because if you, you can be such an empath that you make everything about you and you don't even realize. Or if you've, been in, if you've encountered a narcissist and you don't even realize that you didn't get out of that relationship healthy as an empath, you took on your traits because in order to get out of a narcissistic relationship, you have to take on some of their traits to deepen with their game. And so... Um, these covert, vulnerable narcissists—they um, will do—they—they they will be super, super distressed. They play like they're shy. Oh, I just feel you. I just fell in love with you, and one day, I just met you, and I love you, and I'm professing it to everyone. Right? Like um, they also can be super jealous. Um, they crave recognition. They can be really defensive take no accountability. They blame, they deflect, like I said, and they believe that their suffering is worse than anyone else's. I broke my arm. Well, 15 million people have broken their arms, but no one broke their arm like mine. The way that I broke my arm, is it's so unique, and because it's so unique, I cannot do You broke your arm, right? And so, like, their suffering is, is just so much worse than everyone else's. Then there's malignant. These are the these are actually the worst and probably the most diagnosed. Okay, because they're super duper manipulative. They're malicious. They're sadistic. They're aggressive, and they actually uh, they find pleasure in in manipulating and hurting people. There's a level of pleasure where they are like, yeah, I got you. They laugh when you are in pain. They giggle when you are are crying. They right like all of these things. There's just no sense of empathy at all, and it is. And they are master manipulators, master manipulators. And this is the worst because mentally and emotionally, it takes such a toll on you that you 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 believe something is wrong with you, and this is where gaslighting and it becomes so easy to gaslight because they, that manipulation is that malicious and they will literally drive you crazy. Um, and so the, that's considered the, the worst. Um, the fifth one is, so that's healthy, grandioso, covert, malignant, sexual is the fifth one. Sexual, sexual um, narcissists are, they are super, 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 clear that their sexual power and their sexual ability can control you. They use sex to manipulate. They might be they might be serial cheaters. 
Um, they think that their sex is the best sex on the planet. Well, again, I'm not talking about when it's healthy. I'm talking about when it's being done in a way that is manipulative and harmful to others. Um, and it and it can it it, it just it's too much. Sexual um, narcissism also can include somatic and cerebral, and we're going to talk about those in a minute. And it also can include malignant, right? Because if I'm manipulating you to make you feel crazy, then I can come and romance you, make love to you, and you think that, right? All, all of the things. Malignant, when you when it's malignant, I would tend to say that malignant can actually be the root and have all of the types of narcissism show up, all right? And so um, it's, it's very, very, very um, dangerous. The sixth one is somatic, and this is obsessed with your body and your self-worth. You think and you criticize other bodies. So your body is the best and perfect body. You are obsessed with making sure your body looks good. You identify your self-worth and your value through your body. Um, and you talk about folks who might be overweight, who might be too skinny, who might be right, like you're always criticizing through through the lens of you have the best body, you have the best face, you have the best, so you're obsessed with keeping your nails done, keeping your hair done, keeping all, right, all of this, it's an obsession to the point where it, it becomes judgmental and hurtful and harmful to others who don't keep it up to your standard and your liking. Um, then it's cerebral. Cerebral narcissism is same thing just with your mind and your um, intellectual intellectual um, ability or your cleverness. You feel like you're, you're smarter. These people tend to be argumentative. They will argue and argue. There is always an issue. They are always trying to out-clever you and out-make you be- and make you feel stupid and make you feel like you are not intelligent. And they will wear you down with um, trying to even, even, right, they may even... They literally may truly be geniuses and very, very, very intelligent. And in their intelligence, they may be avid readers. They may be studiers of of intricate sciences, right? But they use that against other people to say that they're better than. So I, I am a neurosurgeon, and because I'm a neurosurgeon, I must have all of this plethora of knowledge and wisdom that you just don't have because you only have your GED, right? They, they'll do stuff like that to demean and slowly but surely they're picking away at people's confidence and people's belief of themselves. Then they, there are spiritual narcissism. This is number eight. On most lists, this is where it ends, spiritual narcissists. These are the hotels, black folks, the hotels. Who gonna tell you about the sun, the sky, the stars, veganism, uh, which herbs to do, uh, uh, which pressure points to touch, and all of this stuff? Because they got all this spiritual knowledge, and then they they use it against you as if you're less than because you may not know it, or you may not be as intrigued, or you may not, or you may just want them to be that person, right? But they'll use it against you to make you feel less than. You'll see this in a, a, a lot in hotels. You'll see this when you see um, folks talking about, oh, well, re- it, it's, it's natural for me to have 17 women and da-da-da. This is 
spiritual, this is malignant, this is sexual, this is somatic, this is cerebral, right? Like these are the types of narcissism, but it's done being led in spirituality. That can also be Christianity. It might be Judaism. It might be Islam. Like I've seen it done from the lens of spirituality through the connection to God. And so if you think that you are deeper than or you have more rights than, than you, and you are demeaning others and manipulating others from a spiritual standpoint, that is spiritual narcissism. I hope this is all making sense. If you are on the line, please press one and you can join in on the conversation. Um, the number is <laughs> 515-602-9637. Call in and join the conversation. Again, that number is 515-602-9637. I would love to get your input. Um, so those are the eight. That if you Google types of narcissism, that's, those are the eight that are going to come up. I'm going to add two more. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably more, right? But I'm going to add two more, especially through, from the black community perspective. Um, financial narcissism. Financial narcissism is when you are in a position with someone who makes more money or maybe providing or maybe doing something, and they hold the same thing. It's just now the tool is money and material goods, right? Oh, I got you in bags. You wouldn't even be fly if I wouldn't put you in fly clothes. You wouldn't even be fly if I didn't pay for you to get this done. You wouldn't even be, right? They hold it against you, and they make you feel less than, and they feel like they are superior to you because of their finances, because of their ability to provide, which is very, very, very manipulative. Because if you, you might be, you might be a, a stay-at-home mom, right? And if financial narcissism is showing up for you, the money that you give means absolutely, I'm managing this house. I'm making sure that the house is, I'm making sure the children are good. I'm making sure that you're good. I'm making sure that it's order. I'm making sure that there's peace. I'm making sure, like, that is just as valuable, right? And so a lot of times people will say, my money is more important than being empathetic and understanding and communicating and do it right. And that's not true. That's why there's so many rich people who are miserable because it, that is not true. And so healthy relationships are being rich. Um, so financial narcissism is real. And then the 10th one that I, I added, these are my assets, um, is violent narcissism. And violent narcissism is all of them bad, <laughs> right? And, it, and for me, I believe that it, it is rooted uh, and malignant as well. Like I think that um, when you are using intimidation, when you're using power, when you're using strength, all of these things at some point are violent when it's coming with narcissism. But there are some, some people who just resort to violence first. You know, I see some celebrity relationships with folks tattooing their faces on their bodies multiple times. And you see that this is clearly a violent narcissistic engagement, right? And so um, that, those, that's just real. Right, it's just real. Um, whew. I see my second page note. I only got one more page note, y'all. And then we're going to open up the lines and see if there's anybody on the lines. Again, you can call in at 515 
602-962-9637. We're going to take one more break. Remind you where we're at. Remind you about Sunday shows. Uh, I'm going to take a swig of water, and we're going to come back with that third segment. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. You're listening to Evolution Radio, where the evolution is the revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are back every Sunday. Make sure that you are tuning in to Joey L's show. We are here. We are back. We didn't... We just took a break, y'all. We just be listening to Spirit, and then we'd be like, all right, it's time to get back on on, on radio. Um, I'm super honored and blessed to be on New Evolution Radio with my brother, my big little brother, um, Joey L. He is a master at all that he gives to us, and we do need to make sure that we are celebrating him and the work that he has done for us and with us and to us, right? Uh, so get big shout-out to the head more in charge of New Evolution Radio, Joey L. You can find him on his show every single Sunday. I am here every single Tuesday, and we're going to make sure that we're here. Joey, do we have people on the line? Anybody press one before I go into the last segment? No, no callers right now. Okay, perfect. All right, we are going to talk about the difference of this, of narcissism in the black community. First, let me tell you my story of narcissism. So the first time I even heard the word narcissistic, um, I was in my psychology class at Purdue University um, and never, ever encountered the word before. I remember the discussion when we were, we went into this discussion and um, the black students in the class were very vocal in saying like, this is definitely a white man disorder. Like this isn't, this isn't really, uh, we don't see this in the black community, right? This is what, and this is what, two Thousand and two, two thousand and three, um, and of course we're young, all right. So we're young. We're we're like this isn't real. Like this isn't what this is because we had those of us in the class that never experienced it. That was it. That was the only conversation that I had. I, I remember um, once I got through, once I experienced my first narcissist, I went back to my college notes. And that's what made me remember the conversation in detail because I had actually taken them. I'm that type of person. Like I take, I keep my notes and stuff. I still have all of my psychology books and all of that, right? From school. So, um, yeah, it, it was, that was the first time I ever heard of it. It was in 2003. Yeah. Cause I was, I was at Purdue. So 2003. Fast forward, um, 2015, I meet, that I talked about is very, very sick, evil behind last week um, for domestic violence awareness. And I had never 
ever heard anyone tell me that they were a narcissist. Um, and this person absolutely said to me, like, yeah, I'm a narcissist. And I didn't even, in, in this was like in a couple of our first arguments, and I didn't dive into what that meant because at the time, I'm trying to resolve whatever the issue was, right? I'm like trying to make sure. And then I remember there was an incident where he, he was telling me that some woman was like emailing him and he was engaged in this and he told her that he was a narcissist. And by this time, I'm already mine confused, all of this stuff. And that's when I started researching it. That's when I started saying, what is that? Because this is the second time he had said it. Um, so now I'm like, what, is, what does that mean? And you're just proclaiming this because you've already you've told me in, in early stages of our relationship. And then you're telling me that you're telling this other woman who, by the way, he was trying to make me jealous of this woman. And I was, I didn't understand so I began to like research it, but at the time, um, I also was so confused. I was so gone from my healthy mind and from my healthy emotional state, um, um, physical state. By this time, he was definitely physical with me. And all of the things that like now I'm just like, I can fix this. I'm trying to fix this. I'm trying to like do something, right? And I couldn't. <laughs> I'm like, I just couldn't. Um, in this time, between 2015 and 2018 was our relationship. And I found in space, I found an incredible, incredible YouTuber named Dr. Romani. And... I was looking for therapists, all right? So I was I was secretly doing self work. So probably midway. Now mind you, we were to we were together for we were together for three years, but probably really together officially only probably no more than two years because a lot of that time was me trying to leave and me trying to break up. So like actually living together and being together in under one roof, like the first, it just, it wasn't consistent enough to say we were fully together for three years, but I was, we were definitely fully engaged for three years. And in that narcissism, um, I found Dr. Romney and Dr. Romney, this is before she blew up. Like now everybody knows Dr. Romney. All right. Like she was not as big as she, she is now. Um, and I would just follow her, like probably 2016, 2017-ish, I started really, really, really following her. Like, what is this that I'm dealing with? What, how do I get out? And, and trying to unravel myself from it. And Dr. Romani was, I, I tell everybody, it is hard to find therapists who understand narcissistic abuse because let me tell you this. I even I did find a therapist who I believe, not believe, who I know was a was a narcissist herself, right? And because she was narcissist, she did some vile things to me as my therapist, 
and betrayed me and did all of these things. So this is so I'm I'm looking for 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 help. And and my therapist is justifying. This is my second narcissist. This is my my second narcissist. And then now I'm her supply, right? So it was it was just this. It was it was crazy. It was like crazy to unravel from all of this. And um, so I got out of the violent relationship. I told y'all that last week. Um, was able to like fool him out of the relationship. So yep, he left me. Yep, he left me high and dry. All of the things, right? Like yep, he did that. Give it to him. Let him have that glory of he's the one who, and I'm the one who messed up. Whatever. I don't even care. I'm healthy and I'm I'm out of it. But what happened was I was so vulnerable because the violence and the how malignant he, he was just so he was all of the, the all of the types that I described he was all of them. All right, he would tell me he was God's favorite. That's why I kept saying God's favorite, y'all. He would tell me that he was God's favorite. He told everybody he was God's favorite. Um, just do it. Just was bananas. It just was bananas. All right, and so um, I get out of it, and it was so easy for my second narcissist to come in. Um, and actually, and let me say this too: I actually had two narcissists come in. There was the I left in August, and I got in this relationship with, I got in a relationship with another narcissist by November. Um, but in between that time, there was a narcissist who was sitting, twiddling his thumbs, telling me he was my friend, telling me that he was, he knew the abuse was happening, he did all of these things, and actually utilized sexual narcissism and did all of these things and if in my humble opinion took full advantage of that right and and um uh he he was a predator he preyed upon me and so i'm still confused right from all from august to november there was this window that that, that time happened and then november well I met I met my the next relationship in October and then in November we actually made it official. Um, but he was so covert. The first time I'm talking about literally hours after meeting, um, proclaiming I love you and I'm so sick. I'm sick. All right, I'm sick. Um, I'm beginning to press charming. Right, crazy of me. Child was nine years younger than me didn't have no i didn't have no business doing this right like but but i'm healthy now i wasn't healthy then i was not anywhere near healthy um and he knew that because by then by this time everybody knew by this time everybody knew and a few people a few people tried to come in and, and take advantage of that vulnerability of me just trying to get healthy so that that's when I realized, thanks to Dr. Romney too, right? Like that's when I realized through that the second relationship, um, because in my head, he, at least he wasn't hitting me. At least he wasn't calling me out of my name. At least he wasn't, um, right? At least he wasn't being violent. But the reality is that he was a narcissist to the fullest too. I'm talking about silent treatment, gaslighting. 
um, um, avoidance, um, shaming, blaming, uh, all of the things, right? But I'm getting healthy. So here's here's the difference. Um, I think it was just the age difference. I was still able to, like, compartmentalize our relationship from my healing because I had experience, right? Like I was, I was his senior, like I had experience. So, so while he's thinking this is happening here, I'm still on my path of doing my self work. And so I dove in for like, we were together for about a year and a half. So for the first year, I was really real, well, two years, I guess I can say it was. So for the, from 2015 to 20, no, excuse me, from 2018 to 2020. Um, and really, it was it was really 2019. It was really November. It was really a year, 2018 to 20 to November 2019. But that lingering time, you know what I'm saying? Like that lingering time, we was lingering for like five months. But like, it was over. Like, we both knew that it was over. And, um and I, I wasn't supplying him anymore. Like, I wasn't feeding what he needed fed anymore as a narcissist. And I knew that. Like, I consciously knew that was happening. But I knew I had to play it, right? Like, I knew I had to play it. I knew I had to play, like, no, I don't want you to leave. Like, no, I don't want it to. I had to do that in order to get out unscathed, <laughs> right? Um, so, anyway, Dr. Romney taught me that. I say all of that to say violent narcissists, in-between narcissists, Covert narcissist, therapy narcissist. All of them people look like me. All of them people look like me. One woman, three men. All of them. The the woman was an elder. I looked up to her. I used to say I wanted to be her when I grew up. Like I, I would sit at her feet getting her wisdom and didn't even realize that she was doing this intellectual mind stuff with me until after the fact, right? You don't realize how much you were in it until after the fact. And so because of it, you're feeling like, oh, wait, are you trying to say that I'm not good enough because I don't have or I don't do or I can't be or I haven't done what you've done? Like, didn't even realize it. But these are all people who look like me. Now, the reason why this is so different than it is in the black community, all right, if if you have, if you, I mean, everybody should know by now, health care for black folks is horrific. Um, when we go to the hospital, we are not treated fairly. We are not treated with the same, um, nothing about the health care system is even based on who we are uh, as a black woman. OBGYN health and woman's health is based off of a white woman's standard. I ain't got that thing, right? Like, my body composition is different. Like, all of these things are different. Black men are, are completely and totally ignored, right? Black women, we know the, the, the death rates and births and, like, all of the things, right? We know that health disparities between black and white folks are real. I also am proud to say that I'm a part of um, EEC, um, Emotional Emancipation Circles, through the African-American psychologist. Um, and 
we understand as African-American psychologists within emotional emancipation circles, we understand that psychology has to be approached differently with black folks too. All right. Like when, when we talk about depression, uh, depression in black folks looks very different than depression in white folks because of systemic, because of systems that are oppressive, because of racism um, on top of black women, racism and sexism, right? Like uh, um, access to wealth, um, home insecurity, job insecurity, food insecurity. It is a very, very different type of psychological uh, harm that comes from being black when we talk about dealing with the, with dealing with the psyche. This is real, all right? This is, this is real. I, I, I can't, I'm not making this up. If you are black in America, you understand what it means to be black in America, to even say that, right? Like nobody says, oh, it's the American struggle. No, we clearly say this is the black struggle because the psychology, the psychosis, the, all, all of the things, the emotional wear and tear, the fatigue of, of showing up in our blackness is real. It's real. All right. Narcissism in the black community is absolutely different as well. See, we can't say we can't compart. We can't cookie cut and say, oh, it's only depression and not say it's everything in psychology that needs to be approached differently because that that doesn't even align with even the, the, the scientific method. It doesn't even align with that. Right. We have to look at this. From, from a pragmatic perspective and say, how is narcissism actually showing up in the black community? And I started getting passionate about this because much as I love Dr. Romney, um, and I actually sent her an email and said I would love to help with this level of research, um, but the reality is that there's nothing that I could find that was black folks in narcissism. I couldn't find anything. So I had to dive deeper into my own experience and see one of the one of the ways that I got out of my narcissistic um, relationships and engagements was I did study. I I was my case. I was my lab rat. <laughs> like I just was like, and and this is because I, I'm a lifelong learner. I love to learn. So I was diving into what was happening with me. What was I observing? What was Right, and then went back after I left. Like, what was actually and looked at it from a bird's eye view to see it from a bigger picture. One thing that's real is narcissism is so connected to power and so connected to control in actual stature, as well as like in finances, as well as like materialism and all of the things. White folks, or and I'm gonna I'm gonna use the, the um, scale of black to white, everything in folks of color, it's a spectrum still, right? But but I'm going to talk about black and white because that's the, that's the caste system that we live in. And the caste system in America is that black folks are at the bottom. So being at the bottom, I'm going to talk about that and we're going to compare it to white folks who, can sit, who are at the top of the caste system, right? So because narcissism is so connected to power, and so connected to control, white folks actually can redirect that power and control into society. Now, let's keep it real. America is narcissistic. 
America has the most violent narcissistic personality disorder. It was founded on narcissism. I am super interested, um, and and I I just wish somebody would just give me a million and a half dollars so I can actually sit and just do this research. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna manifest that, right? I'm gonna manifest that, and I'm not saying that in a in a I'm special and only I can do it type of way. If somebody else does it, I'm a great. But it's the root of the foundation of America. And because it's the root of the foundation of America, um, it is interesting to see it show up in black folks because black folks don't have power. There is no control. There is no society. I'm talking about the corporation of the United States of America. That's what I'm talking about, the systemic oppression and the racism and the harms that have been done from our ancestors until now. That's what I'm talking about. So don't say, oh, we do have power. We are more. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about indigenous. I'm not talking about none of that. I'm talking about psychological issues. And some of you Moors are narcissistic too. So let's let's keep it 100 on that too. I digress. So when we talk about America was built on, on narcissism, when it begins to bleed into the black community, when black folks don't have power, control, access to finance, access to, to the American dream, they're redlined, they're all of these things, there's nowhere to, to um, divert narcissism, right? In white communities, someone can be, a white person can show up in narcissism and still turn around and say, I'm going to use this to build a Fortune 500 company. And in building that Fortune 500 company, I actually am getting fed in this way. So I may be able to still show up in some level of, of less narcissism in my intimate relationship. Well, see, black folks ain't got that, that, that option. So it becomes an even heavier burden for the person that they're exposing their narcissism to. Because also, the flip side of being a narcissist in the black community is being the person, being the impact, being the person who's receiving the narcissistic behavior traits. And so now I'm I'm putting that on top of my racial fatigue. I'm putting that on top of my my sexual fatigue, um, the discrimination of, of because I'm a woman. Or I'm putting it on, I don't have food on my table. I ain't got nowhere to live. I don't have a community of support. I don't have access to success. So all of these things are now doubled down. And now my psyche is even more. So I'm I'm getting narcissistic personality disorder from society. And I'm getting it within my inner community, within my home. Right? So now I am all the way, all the way, completely and totally gone and 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 living trying to create uh healthy habits and healthy traits and healthy whatever out of an illusion that is not even real and because it's not real i'm now suffering within my blackness within my womanness within my right within all of the the isms or the identities that come with or on top of being black and so when narcissism comes up, there's, there's a power struggle. There's a need for power. And because black folks don't have access to it, we exude that narcissism even more and even, he- and even heavier 
within the community because damn, I, because I'm not because I'm powerless outside of this, I have to extra throw it on you. Right? I have to extra be violent on you. I have to extra put it in your face about the money. I have to extra put it because I am literally competing in the world that won't let me compete at all. That won't let me get healthy and be happy at all. That is designed to ensure I stay at the bottom of the caste system. Right? And so when narcissism shows up and you are the lowest of the caste system, you are now dealing with an additional layer of de- depression, an additional layer of insecurity, an additional layer of fear, because now it's societal, and the society is built on narcissism itself. So now it gets it gets so embedded and braided into into that pretty weave that we got in our heads, into that pretty uh 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 bbl that we get in our in our body it gets embedded into that that need to have this mercedes benz brothers it gets embedded into this need to have all this money and all these women and all these smokes and drugs and all of this it gets even more embedded and now it's just perpetuating this cycle of more systemic oppression of more racism more because now at this point now I can be I can now I am the key holder to upholding racism within my community as a narcissist because the narcissist is mimicking the behavior of white supremacy. Listen, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I wish, I wish that I had access to funds that I could just sit. And really, really drain out <laughs> this theory because I feel like if I'm doing it, it's gonna take me years to do it because I still gotta live, I still gotta be a mama, I still gotta write, I still gotta do all of this. But if I just had access to be able to say, let me study what I'm thinking connection to black community and narcissism because in in our um, there is also this <laughs> universal. Um, understanding of black folks that we are a forgiving people that we are an empathetic people um, there's no we have to be on a collective forefront to to be in the state that we're in right which my questions then come in and say so when was narcissism introduced when did we start mimicking these behaviors when did we start because i we know the story of grandma and grandpa and when they was together and papa was beating on, on grandma, we know the stories of, of grandma's mama's babies, daddy's maybe, and grandma got six kids and the seventh child and grandpa's. Like, we know those stories exist. Was that narcissism or was that extreme selfishness? And if so, where did these behaviors begin to show up in our community? Where did these psychological ills begin to show up where we were so imbalanced that we were harming each other in order for us to feel like we were successful. In order for us to, to, to where did crabs in a bucket come from? That's a, that's a, right. And we, and I know the historical context of how systemically it came up, but the psychological of the crab who got out 
required a level of narcissism. Was this where it was introduced? Right. And so there's a real need for us to study narcissism within our community and how it shows up and why it shows up. Because if it is a learned behavior, if it is, right, like there are all of these elements. And let me say this too. We got to stop thinking that narcissism is just a, a man's issue. I was, I was shocked and appalled. When I had to when I had to take heed to the fact that my therapist, this elder who was a mentor of mine, was narcissistic, I had to I I, I was shocked and appalled because again at Purdue, even even our professor told us at Purdue, this is a white man's illness. The majority of folks who have narcissistic personality disorder are white men. So when I see a black woman showing up. And, and I, I will say this, I will say this, that second relationship, the covert narcissist, she brought to me that she believed his mother was a narcissist. When we started looking and I started studying, listen, let me tell y'all, I literally became my own study, study lab rat, okay, all right? So when he started saying he believed his mother was a narcissist, listen, black women are showing up in narcissism. The fact that you are controlling that might be that might be eleven. Now that I think about it, the types of narcissism that might be eleven. The narcissist, the the familial narcissist who gets children and family to go against people for their benefit, keeping these babies away from their daddies in your head because you to, to control him to manipulate him to do let, let, let me look at this real quick that might be number 11 let me see you see why I need to be able to sit and study this I, it's grandioso he's just a bad dad it's so bad and, and ain't, that man ain't did nothing to that child um, it's covert you, you're being manipulative you're being aggressive you're, you're laughing at the fact that he can't be with his children or you'll use your sexual energy to try to manipulate him. Um, you're, I mean, yeah. Number eleven, we just did it. Look at, look at the spirit. We just did it. Familial, familial narcissism, where you will get your children or you will get family members to turn on one person who doesn't adhere to what you believe they should be doing for you. That's narcissism, right? And so, like, all of these things, how did that come about? Child support is horrible to to our community, right? Like, these things are horrible. Is this where it came up? Like, is this where the power structure, this was the power plan, all of the things. And I'm not talking about systemically. I know what happened, all right? I know the history. Y'all, y'all know I know the history. I'm talking about when it shows up psychologically, as narcissism and in a way to control and manipulate and demean others. I, I, it's real. It's real. And so, um, yeah. Joey, is there anybody on the line? We got some comments in the car. Hey, y'all. Hey, Facebook. I see y'all's comments. I'm about to come to you right now. Yeah, no hands up. All right. Um, yeah, see, here's the other thing, too, that I want to be really, 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 really clear. When you go through domestic violence or when you go through narcissistic abuse, 
other people who have never been through those things will always say, why are you still talking about it? Why you keep talking about it? Why you keep... My, my goal is that I didn't realize how sick I was until I kept listening to Dr. Romney. I will, I will credit Dr. Romney. I, it wasn't until, like, I just kept hearing. But there was something still culturally missing. And I love Dr. Romney. She's a woman of color. But she ain't black, but she's a woman of color. And so, like, I feel there was still something that I was like, you're still not fully defining. And so my goal is every time I talk about it, it is to, to show up in black womanness and to be able to say, like, this is what it did to me and this is how it impacted me as a woman and as a black woman and as a mother and as a future partner and as a, right, like, if we don't have these conversations, then we're not going. We're not ever going to be able to heal. But this stuff is real, all right. This stuff is real. Next week, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some studying around familial narcissism, and um, we're also going to go into the different roles within the Black community because um, there are community leaders. Can't see my wand. There are community leaders who are narcissists and manipulating the entire community or a or manipulating an entire group of our community. Um, mothers, fathers, husbands, wives, and children, and elders. I'm going to talk about every single role within the, the black community and how that shows up. I hope that this gives folks enough time within the week to go back and listen to get like the actual research part of it. Um, next week, I'm really going to dive into like the aspects of the roles within the Black community and how that shows up. Let's go to the comments at the bottom. If y'all are on the line and you want to join in on the conversation, especially if you're leaving comments, um, like and share this, please get the word out. I am so horrible at promoting and I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. This is a two-part series, so all I got to do with the flyer is change the date and I'll put it out as soon as we're done because this is a good show. Um, But if you want to get on, the number is 515-602-9637. Again, the number is 515-602-9637. Join us or join the conversation. Now, I do remember back in the day when I was on the radio and folks would call me and say, we don't press one because we're so we're we're, we're learning. We're in we're, we're in learning mode. So I have learned to receive not pressing one as a compliment and not anything other than that. And you're just receiving, and it's a lot to receive. Next week, though, part two of this series, I would love to hear um, stories and love to hear how you got out of this narcissistic um, engagement or trying to get out or how to get out, right? Like, I, I would love to hear that. Um, if not, I'm going to come with a whole bunch of knowledge. Um, all right, let's go ahead and go to the comments. Hey, this is um, All right, we got a comment from Nietzsche. She says, thank you so much. Your research is definitely on point. I found that I was attracted to this type of person, I eventually realized that this behavior was not normal. I walked away not ever looking back. And it's real. Yes, it is real. You gotta, and it's, 
And here's the other thing with narcissists. You have to legit cut them off and be done when you're done because it continues to, like, they feed off of it. They feed off of any type of energy, all right, any type of energy, negative, positive, neutral. They, they feed off of all of that. Off of all of that, and it is the it is absolutely absolutely um, horrific. It, it's it's horrific. <sighs> all right, I feel full. Joey, how you feeling? What's your thoughts on narcissism in the black community? Oh, it's very prevalent. I've been there before. It, it requires a lot of healing. A lot. A lot, a lot. Um, also, thank you for everyone for the feedback. Um, Joey got feedback for last week that's coming back on the show. I got feedback, uh, which is and and we're going to take all of that into consideration. I'm asking Joey because we got feedback that folks want to hear from Joey. Joey is he got a lot of wisdom. You should want to listen to him. So I'm not even mad about that. And also, um, the feedback was y'all wanted some deeper research. So I said, all right, I'm going to do some deeper research. Go ahead, Joey. I heard you. No, I was just going to tell people, you know, you got to do your healing work. You know, I mean, you have to recognize the signs and recognize the signs of other people and the signs within yourself and and then move forward in your healing, you know, and, and try to cut out negativity when, when you see it. You know, because the, the fact of the matter is everybody has a little bit of narcissism, but, you know, when you can recognize it, you know, it's a, it's, it's like a disease. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's my, that's my thing about it. You know, we, just, we, we really yes, have to absolutely. do some healing on that. Absolutely. And with doing healing, I strongly suggest that you sign up for my chakra course. Um, my chakra course is... It's, it's, <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. This is how you know things are divine. I, every time I teach the course, I need the course. This is not, I am a student even when I'm teaching it. And there are a few things that I know kept me sane and kept me rooted while I was going through everything that I was going through. One was my chakra course because I, I didn't stop teaching. So I was still teaching. So, which is why, especially in the violent relationship, I was I left so many times, right? Um, and then finally put my plan into place to get out. Same thing with the with the covert narcissist. Like I I kept the chakra course going, and that was a part of keeping me grounded. Another was um, in Denver, Colorado. It's an amazing woman. Um, she's a psychotherapist. Her name is um, Nina Sanovia. And she did. She was doing um, uh, brain brainwave work with me, and so like I, I, she kept. She didn't even know I was going through all of the violence that I was going through, but it was her, and I was sneaking to to my session um, because I couldn't have told him; he would have lost his mind. Um, but it was it was definitely definitely a a clear. And, and dance, and I and and for sure VTAC. Um, so I had to use anchors 
in my life that kept kept me anchored. Not everyone has those, right? And that's not to say one is better than the other, but I'm just recognizing like I have anchors and, and of course my family and of course my children, of course my children. Uh, but I had these anchors that kept me grounded and reminded me who I was no matter how sick and how far gone I was. And so those things mattered, you know, those things mattered. So if you are trying to figure out how to get out of narcissism or trying to figure out um, how to heal from narcissism because maybe you just went cold and you just left, but the work actually starts when you leave, <laughs> right? Like the work actually starts and, and uh, yeah, jumping into a, a, a relate that's what narcissists do. They jump from one thing to another. They leave one thing and go to another very, very quickly, and and it 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 causes more confusion, right? It causes more like what is happening, and so you want to make sure that you're um doing that work. But the healing is real. The healing is absolutely real. And you can always hit me up if you're ready to do the chakra course. I have some people waiting in queue. I can't do the course without five people at least. And last month, I was holding spaces, and a couple of people decided not to do it. So I have, like, people who have paid, and they're waiting for us to get to five people. So if you want to take the chakra course, just hit me up. Let me know. Um, and it's life-changing and the nice thing is that once you pay for it once you get to come and take it for free for the rest of your life um because that is how we are to the work oh i feel good i feel full i feel thankful um thank you all for trusting me to discuss this and joining me um we're here by divine design and i'm honored to be able to be a vessel for this work this is not my work this is i am just what ancestors put me in place to do, and I'm honored to do so. You are on Healer Asset, Miriam Ali, Beautiful Evolution on New Evolution Radio, every single Tuesday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us, like, share, part two next week. We're going to talk about roles, and we're going to dive into familial um, narcissism and what that looks like. And thanks for holding space so that it can come up out of out of this show i love y'all i love y'all i love y'all joey i love you make sure that you are tuning in on sunday with joey and we will see y'all next week peace don't touch that dial we'll be right back after these messages on evolution radio hello okay good so as the chemical of emotion wane the cells will go into a period of chemical withdrawal this will stimulate the brain to produce more molecules of emotion and the cells will carry out the corresponding behavior to concentrate the chemicals in the tissues. This is known as emotionalism, which creates drama. No, I'm serious. You have to understand that drama is a biological created activity because the chemistry of that emotion is dwindling in that person's body. And so therefore, to keep that chemistry at the level that it's used to, it will stimulate the person to create drama. So you have to understand, this is a self-imposed chemical addiction to one's own emotions. And if that means that they are sabotaging things to solve this chemical imbalance in the body, they will do that. 
If it means that they have to create disharmony or create havoc, etc., it will happen over and over and over again. So these people don't need enablers that continuously support them through their high drama. They need to actually be treated and put into withdrawal and consult about how to be able to separate their sensations from a thought so they do not continuously create this chemistry. So you have to understand this is a serious problem because what I have observed about us as African Americans is that we have difficulty staying focused and participatory in an event because we allow our emotions, and now we've created these emotions because we have judged someone else's speech or someone else's behavior to allow us to abandon the goal or the project over and over and over again. So I used to find it very interesting because Caucasians will make it very clear to each other, I really do not like you. However, if they are very clear that they need that person's skill or talent, that is inconsequential and I will meet you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock so we can get busy on this project. And at 5 o'clock, don't speak to me again. So I've heard us rationalize that, oh, that's hypocritical and just a whole bunch of other stuff and how can they do that and they shouldn't speak and look at what they did. A whole bunch of chemical poisons and toxins that you have created in your mind. Because when the mind understands that we need certain skills and talents to be able to get a project done, we're not interested in how they look, what they say, what they may be doing, etc. We're interested, can they execute this particular activity to the extent that I'm going to get one step closer to the goal. And if the mind understands that, a healthy mind will ignore the rest of the activities and stay focused on the goal. This is critical. I mean, I have seen us talk about we're not speaking and whatever else, etc., and nothing gets done. Nothing. Over and over and over again. Because we are emotional addicts. We are not in control at all of our bodies. It is our emotions that are driving us. And so therefore, we have abandoned the project. Years go by, the same foolishness and nonsense, and we wonder why, what happened. And somebody else that didn't do whatever they're supposed to do. No, it was you who would not control your mind and stay focused. to the new evolution radio network where the evolution is the revolution Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.